<laughs> Fucking weak ass lighter quick. Need more delay on it. Yes. That was good. There's like supposed to be a reverb knob. There's a reverb knob, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Turn it when I uh, wish uh, there was uh, reverb. I was wondering how to make that actually work. Check. Reverb. Reverb. Check. Ho. Hey. fade outs oh yeah it's fade outs are big big day memorial day folks it's a memorial day memo- uh memorandum in memoriam <laughs> of memorial day live from the studio i'm jimmy seleski i'm eric laser coming at you after a long a long long weekend mm-hmm. a little brunch action yesterday hot as hell i was secretly i was sour grapesing on everyone that's uh went to the beach this weekend by Ooh. trying to convince myself dude Terrible weather this weekend. Who wants to go to the beach? <laughs> On the hottest weekend of the year. I know. So Why far. would you want to be at the beach right <laughs> Why now? Would you when want to you cool can... off in the ocean. <laughs> when you could be here at the studio for Memorial Day on Friday when it was like torrential downpour, I was like, ah. <laughs> Seeing everybody in their Instagram stories just like, good blues raining. And then Saturday was like the best day ever. And then Sunday was the betterest day ever. Mm-hmm. And then today and might today. today might be the best day might ever. Have broken the record. It was uh, it's my car said 101 degrees when I got in. I was like, you're yeah, lying. Me too. You're but lying. But I think it's just we have, we have black cars, so they heat up. Yeah, I know. I think the car just tells me how it feels. I'm yeah, like, dude, I want to know the how car's temperature. <laughs> I, I don't need to know how you feel, bro. Car's like, dude, it feels like 101 to me. I'm like, you're the made, car's you're, like, I got a fever, dude. Take me to the doctor. You're black and made of metal, bro. Of course, you're hot. I want to know how it's affecting me. Uh, but yeah. Nice day. Uh, so much to cover. I think uh, we we skipped last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't really skip it. We just did something a little different, which I, I think is only fair that we... Uh, we up- fill in the listeners. Yeah, we fill in the... People who couldn't make the live show. Yeah, the vast majority of human beings on the planet that weren't there other than our 10 friends. Mm-hmm. And a little generous to call it a live show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was live. It was live. <laughs> it happened. And uh, we showed something. <laughs> we showed something that day. Some people saw it. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, it was. Uh, you know, going into it, I think uh, we we were we were terrified that uh, exactly what happened would happen. Yeah, and it was kind of like existing in the midst of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, Yeah, it was one of those moments where you're like, man. I wish this wasn't real. <laughs> I know. Please, I'm spinning tops on the table inception well stuff. This is real. <laughs> Please tell me this is a dream. <laughs> Seeing if I can breathe underwater. Uh, Come on. Show me something. Yeah. So last week we had our uh ceremony at Das Beer Hall. The Booze Belt Bash. Or as we now call it, the Booze Belt Blunder. Bust. <laughs> 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 uh yeah we uh you know obviously we had the baltimore bar bracket which das beer hall won mm-hmm. um they we kind of both uh serendipitously had this amazing idea of throwing a huge party to celebrate 
the uh, the the bequeathing of the the coveted booze belt, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and of course, us being us, we're cooking up ideas. I'm yeah. thinking of drink specials. I'm thinking of we're serial hood dreamers. I mean, I'm thinking like, is the new is the news going to cover this? Yeah. Like, is this <laughs> should we start booking our flights to the Joe Rogan Experience now or next week? Like, how big can this get? Am I ready for the fame? I don't know. And uh, so we had it originally scheduled uh, for Saturday, May 7th, which was then quickly postponed. Um, You know, the original concept obviously being, you know, we do a little expose. We present the belt. We snap a couple pictures for the gram. We have a nice live comedy set and close it out with uh, my band playing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, once the postponement date uh, became Thursday, May 19th, which, in many ways, I'm happy about that because Saturday, May 7th, was a shitty day. It was yeah. raining all day. Nobody was trying to do anything. I played it not. I had to play at Nacho Mama's earlier today, which means I would have had to like sprint over to Das immediately after. And like, I remember just like, uh, just normally like Alex and our friends come out to Nachos, uh, and even they were just like, dude, I, I don't think we can make it out today. It was just that kind of shitty day. Everybody yeah. was hungover. There's no reason to go out. So I'm glad in that respect that it was postponed. But once it was postponed, it's like, you know, John's now in Italy getting married. Joe had to go to his brother's graduation that night. So my whole band's off the list. Yeah. Um, luckily, all the comedians could still do it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I showing up, it was kind of like, you know, you're trying to plan things as much as possible. But when you're only going through Instagram DMs, it's very difficult to actually get the proper things in place. And I, I, it's hard to, to want to put any blame on anyone in this situation. I think, uh, I, you know, I think we did the best we could. And I think the way uh, we're packaging this right now is that this was this incredibly embarrassing, miserable event. It really wasn't. It was actually a fun night. It was a yeah. fun night. Um, I think everybody there understood what was going on. And, uh, you know, and, and to be honest... And you're talking from our the people that came out to see the show's perspective. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I think... I Not think, just the other overwhelming majority of people that were at the bar. My brother put it best. <laughs> my brother put it best. He said, look, the people that came there to see the show mm-hmm. had a great time. And the people that didn't come there to see the show didn't give a fuck. So it wasn't like anybody was like fuck this, this is the worst thing ever. It was just like... Well, there was one person. Well, yeah, that was her. Look, she had what I call big boob privilege. Nobody's ever said anything to her in her fucking life other than please let me fuck you. And so she feels that she can just come in in the the midst of our closing speech and ask, y'all done? You guys wrapping it up? And I'm just thinking like, what do you do? (laughs) What do you do in the world, what do you have to offer? Your entire existence is people want to fuck me. And you come up and you, you, you interrupt us who we don't have that privilege. All right, I don't exist walking around and guys just buying me drinks. And I'm making a lot of judgments about this person without having mm-hmm. ever met them. But I got to say, I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. God strike me down if this girl is actually a fucking PhD in rocket science. Uh, also, speaking of girls, I don't believe have PhDs. That other table of girls, sorry, so they all graduated. They did not law graduate school. law school. What yeah. law school was that? <laughs> if she's my lawyer, send me to fucking jail. I mean, are you serious? That's who we're pumping out. That's who. That's who we're pumping out of law yeah, school these we're, days. We were thinking about that too. We we're like, what law school is near Parkville? <laughs> What law school did they graduate from? 
fucking CCBC Dundalk? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think that's a law school. All I know is I'm not buying it. Um, but, you know, in reality, like, those five sets, shouts out to Ivan Martin, Ben Smith, uh, Liz Norman, Matt Brown, and Dark Mark Jr. Some of the best sets never heard. Everybody honestly crushed it. Honestly, I think we fucking crushed it. Yeah. Like, our fucking banter was on point. Lucy Goosey had people enthralled for the time that we could. Um, so, honestly, I woke up the next morning um, not feeling great, feeling like, uh, you know, what the fuck was that? But when you really get down to the get down to the nitty gritty of it, it's like you know I sh- we show up and they have us in a corner. And I remember thinking like, dude, if if we had even if I even d- was able to get the band, we couldn't have been able to do it. Like, yeah, literally, there was just not not a lot of communication. I don't think that they ever really truly had uh, any idea of what we were trying to do, and I can't blame them for that. Uh, they didn't need that event. No, they didn't need that. Um, yeah, they were gonna be you know doing good business that night anyway yeah we we needed that i think we needed, i think we needed i think event. we needed that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know there's a reason why they're the number one bar uh i i think they're great i think that uh oh, yeah, they had great specials all night they do great food you know they gave me it, this is the one thing that that befuddled me at the end of the night they handed me a tab for $184. Whoa. And uh, mind you, I was drinking Dollar Bud Lights and $5 Bombs. Also, according to various uh, witness reports, I was really drunk. And uh, so I guess in my really drunk state, I looked at a tab of $184. And they even said, and we put a huge discount on this, like a 50% mm-hmm. discount. So I'm thinking... Oh, so this tab was originally $360, and you just... So I'm thinking, like, yeah, dollar Bud Lights, $5 Bombs, $360. That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. And then I... So I tipped them $100 on top of it. Just basically an apology. Yeah. <laughs> tipped them an apology. Oh, my God. I was like, here you go. Just How at many the, bombs did you get? I did get 20, because I bought, kept buying them for the table. Oh, shit. But it's like, you know, like, people were buying me bombs, so, like... And mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, as a thank you to everybody that was out there, I yeah, bought, like, yeah, the yeah. whole... Like, two rounds of bombs. Which... Even then, five dollars a bomb—that's a hundred bucks. Yeah, and then six dollar Bud Lights—that's a hundred and six dollars. Mm-hmm. After a fifty percent discount, you would think the tab would be fifty-three. What they did apparently is they put everyone who was there on one tab. Oh, which doesn't—I don't know where they got that idea. Hmm. But or I guess maybe like that table had a tab. Perhaps, and now that I'm actually talking about it, it was actually a nice thing they did yeah and uh because they basically as a thank you to everyone that came out just hooked us all up exactly you know but at the same time i am wondering how 10 people walked into the bar and walked out never thought did i owe any money yeah (laughs) (laughs) did i there you like i was i was there for four hours i drank i got something to eat free that makes sense (laughs) zero dollars yeah this is all adds up damn this all adds up but uh i don't care and your brother realize it after because i think he realized that like all of his co-workers are on it so he was like oh shit here's from all my co-workers i was like oh, whatever nice i just took that you know as uh what my father calls tuition learning experience mm. you know i paid i paid five hundred dollars in a night to learn how not to throw a show yeah and now i know now i'm on the same path as those law school chicks i'm trying to remember if i even 
I guess I did close out because I have my card. Yeah, I think they just did it for that tab. I have no idea. Overall, though, the main point being is uh, we lost a backup recorder. We we did record the show. We may find it. It may be lost to the annals of time, though. Mm. That show may be lost in the annals of time, and maybe for better. It maybe might be for, for better. Good, yeah. Um, but if I do find that thing at some point in the future, we'll release it. As a little lost fucking, you know, mem- <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to it first. Oh, yeah. In memoriam. Maybe of, we'll release it. You know. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, obviously got to knock that out of the way. It was a good time regardless. I had yeah. fun. It was a fun we night. We all got drinks. It was nice seeing everybody that came out. Um, and yeah. Next year, we'll, you know, let's see if Backyard can pull through. Mm. We got to bring the belt back to Towson. Towson would have mm-hmm. treated us like that. They would I not have Towson, treated us like that. Yeah. And I know, you know... You obviously jumped ship and everything, and like it caused a rift between us. But like, we'll have you back. I'll have you back. Yeah. Will you take? Will Towson take me back? Towson, we're gonna have to hold a vote. We're gonna have to hold the. Do we take Eric Glazer <laughs> back? <laughs> <laughs> Poll. Damn. And we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, obviously, a uh, big week full of events. That, of course, being one of them. Um, in other news, I am. Suspended from Twitter permanently. Whoa, so that what was happened? Nice. Um, well, retweet Joe Rogan too many times. <laughs> yeah. Well, this kind of goes back to the uh, you know you know when I when I start having like a night of drinking, I like to go for it on Twitter. I like mm. to go big or go home. And I think what got me was uh, John's brother Pete. I made, had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> go home. They made me go home. permanently. <laughs> go home. <laughs> um, John's brother Pete. Of Thunder Club, Pete Burkhart. I, mean, I think this is what did me in. And it's hard to tell because I made several tweets that night. Mm. But only one stood out as probably what got me kicked off of Twitter, which is Pete Burkhart made some tweet about assault rifles. And then I just tweeted to him, I'm going to shoot you with an assault rifle. Oh, my God. Yeah, that gotcha. <laughs> That's, That's what, what got gotcha. me. Yeah. Because, because Twitter doesn't know you guys know each other. They don't know that. Yeah. They don't know that. And it's probably not even a... It's probably a bot that's like trained in some algorithm to look for those keywords. Like, yeah. I'm Just going to... Violent sh- threats. And like, yeah. literally, from the <laughs> bot's view, from the bot's view, this is like, this is textbook. I mean, this yeah. is exactly what we're looking... This is not veiled. This guy has just straight up told this other poor innocent man... He's going to shoot him with an assault rifle. So I appealed it uh, to the bots. I said, bots, you got to understand. Yeah, you I was understand. just. This is my buddy. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. I don't, I, I'm not going to. Listen, sh- I know there's a trail of other tweets from tonight that <laughs> paint me in a certain way. Yeah, and but. I can't delete them now. So like that one's up there. Suspended. And they're going to be like, all right, well, this guy probably did. He probably meant well. And they're going to see all my other tweets from that night. One of which was. I just realized I don't care about the Johnny Drep, Jep, Drep. I just realized I don't care about the Johnny Depp trial. And then I said, man's got beaten up by his own girl. Lock them both up. Embarrassing. Mm. So that's not going to do well for me either. They're going to be like, all right, we'll let you. And then as soon as I, it's going to be like that time I got my license suspended and didn't pay my tickets. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I paid my tickets, my license got suspended again. They're going to yeah. be like, all right, we'll let you back <laughs> on. And they're going to see that to be like, you back off, dude. <laughs> You're fucking done with Twitter. At Jimmy Seleski is through. And I was, uh, and I realized I still have my Twitter, my business cards. So now I got to take the little bird off my business cards. I don't care. The great thing about uh, being a complete fucking loser is I averaged 1.2 likes per tweet. I can easily get that back. Yeah. I can start another Twitter tomorrow 
which I might not allegedly. do. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but I, I was like, damn, I am like, I didn't realize this could happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> damn, dude. Damn, I only get one or two likes. I didn't expect people to actually be looking at my tweets, mm. let alone bots. I know. I think I'd be getting some more likes if these bots are all over my tweets. <laughs> I'm going to appeal to fucking Jack Doors and be like, dude, you got to understand, I didn't know anybody would see this. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. The problem is, is that social media has programmed my mind to think in tweets. I think mm. in tweets. Um, I have thought of several tweets just today. And every time I think of a tweet, I go, Got nowhere oh, to yeah. put it now. I can't tweet that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tweet anymore, dude. But I do hate I do hate the whole um the way they do it, cause they do it so that like oh, you can still read Twitter, mm. but you can't like or reply or have your own account. You mm. only have like a read only account. So it's kinda like you're just a ghost. Like, my account, I can still look at people's do shit on Twitter. Yeah, you're just lurking Twitter. Which is almost more of a fuck you. It's like I'm in purgatory. Mm-hmm. I just, like, see people's tweets and I'm like, oh, you you just, oh, buddy. If only I could tweet. Yeah, you're really, you're just stuck on the outside looking in. I know. It's no good. But, uh, yeah. So. And who's really in prison, then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Sorry, I'm working with a new headphone cord now. I know that viewers didn't hear that at all, the oh, yeah, listeners, all but good. we did. But yeah, so, you know, that's a, that's another L to... Right now, so far, if you were listening, if you were keeping tabs, 0-2 uh, mm. since the last episode on the thing. Um, any big news? You're still on social media. Any big news for you in the um, past couple weeks? Social media-wise? Not really. Um, we had a shoot on Friday, though, where I got to drive a tank. Mm. That was pretty cool. A literal tank? A literal tank. Holy yeah, we're shit. Doing, we're doing some video. I don't really know how much I'm supposed to talk about it, so I'm just going to be vague, but... It sounds like it's a big deal. Well, I mean, it's just like there's a company uh, like in the area, which makes sense because our area is near D.C. and everything, but mm-hmm. they make Tanks. you know vehicles and other stuff like, you know terrain to water vehicles whatever that's called mm-hmm. um amphibious amphibious vehicles and a bunch of other stuff uh but yeah did a lot of video for like this tank they're making and mm-hmm. then near the end of the shoot they're like hey do you guys want to try it real quick <laughs> <We're> like yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> this is sick this is something that i'll you know i feel like most people can't say that I was going to say, I was going to say, from the the way that story started, I was presuming, like, this, I mean, whoever, you don't just work for, like, a casual company that makes tanks, Mm -mm. you know, so, that's unreal, that's honestly unreal, is it like, is it like driving a car, like, is there just a steering wheel? No, it's weird, and, like, an aux, we did it with, like, a remote control. Oh, so you weren't in the tank? No, no. Okay, okay, okay. But, like, we were in the parking lot with it, and, like... I was just doing like donuts at one point. Holy shit! Did they let you blast anything? No. Ah. Oh. No, none of the none of that stuff was working. It was just we were, uh, you know, just getting some B roll, doing some promotional footage. I'll uh, after the podcast, I'll show you a little video Joey took of me. I learned a very interesting fact about the U.S. military's tank defense system, hmm. and uh, basically, their new the most updated technology, to my knowledge. Uh, is they have this type this like 
uranium rod or something. It's like this metal that's like incredibly hard, mm-hmm. like plutonium or something, kryptonite. <laughs> and they fucking shoot it, and it's so hard and going so fast that it just it it pierces through any tank, goes right through it, leaving a perfect hole this big, like a rod. Yeah. Shot. And it's I mean, like that's what the fucking they used to do back with like ship warfare. They'd shoot like those iron rods. Yeah, but this out of, like those crossbows and shit. This thing will go through the tank so fast that it leaves like a perfect like bullet hole. And it it the like pressure of the vacuum suction just like implodes anything inside. Jesus. So when you open up the top of the tank after it's been shot, anything that was in there is just like jam. Ugh. It's fucking insane, dude. The technology yeah. that they have. That's pretty fucked. It's wild. Honestly, as well, I think being a tank guy would not be, if I was in the military, I'd probably want to do, uh, I'd like to think, you know, in honor of Tom Cruise and Top Gun, you'd like to think being a fighter pilot would be the best, um, but I know I couldn't do that. No. I wouldn't do that. I'd like pass out from the the G's or whatever it is. Honestly, I feel like Navy for me, dude. Navy? No homo. But Navy I feel like Navy. Cool. I just like the suits. I like the like Popeye the Sailor Man suit. Yeah. I don't think either of us are tough enough to be a Marine. Yeah. I don't know, but they have really they really have lowered the expectations of, of the Marine thing. I guess. Like I in terms of like what you have to do to get in, you have to like be able to like say the alphabet <laughs> and like do a push up. It's like I'm not saying that to complete training it's that hard, but like mm-hmm. the the I th- also think we'd be too old maybe to join the Marines. Oh now? yeah. Are we? I think we're too old to join anything. Damn. I mean, maybe not, but I'm not. I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna become a marine anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, no. I think the, the what is commonly understood is the Navy SEALs are the shit. That's mm. like the hardest one, I think. And then there's also like the the range, the Green Berets are another like yeah. big time one. But I think the Navy SEALs are like the the other thing that's weird about the Navy is apparently the Navy has a bigger Air Force than the Air Force. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Like, I was talking or to... Do, does the Air Force, like, land their planes on the Navy ships, or are those Navy airplanes? I think both. Hmm. I honestly don't know how that works. All I know is I talked to a surprising amount of commercial airline, like, pilots. For whatever reason, I, I was talking to a pilot this past week, and uh, I see him around all the time. And uh, he's in Fed Hill, I mean, Fells Point, and we're talking after the gig at the horse. And he's like, yeah, I'm based in JFK, um, so I fly out of New York. That's where I'm, like, based out of, but I live here. And I was like, really? That's crazy. So, like, and then I'm, I, as a joke, I was like, so what do you just, like, fly to New York and then fly out of New York to wherever? He's like, I mean, sometimes, but, you know, the parking there for your plane is just ridiculous. And it, like, hit me. I was like, dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, you can just, like, fly. That is, that is beyond imagination for me. The fact that people can just own a plane. That's like, just his commute. Yeah, like we own a car. And he's just like, oh, I gotta fucking fly to New York today. And you just hop in your plane. Bye, honey. Back Hung out of the drive. from drinking with you at the horse. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. This guy was <laughs> wasted, dude. Every pilot I've ever met has been wasted. Now, granted, I've always met them at 1.30 a.m. outside of a bar. Yeah, and they're not flying. They're not flying. They're not flying. But uh, it's just fucking wild, dude. <laughs> he just has a fucking plane parked in fucking Felt's <laughs> Point. He just walks out of the horse, gets in his plane. 
How do you pull over a guy in a plane, dude? How does the cop go about that? Oh, man. Speaking of parking, um, I had quite the uh, unreal experience last night uh, after my gig. For true fans of the podcast and true fans of our lives in general, Mm -hmm. you know that uh, I have a criminal record uh, comprised of breaking a parking garage barrier to get out of the parking garage. Mm -hmm. Um, And to set the the premise of this story, basically, long story short, I'm in a parking garage. It's not accepting my card. The other gate isn't working for somebody else either. So I got the guy in my car to just lift the gate so he could get out. Mm Because I tried calling the call thing. Nobody picked up. Went to court for it when I found out that actually in the process of lifting the gate, I had broken some part or whatever. And I attempted to defend myself, and I was then found guilty anyway, despite being completely in the right, I Mm -hmm. might say. I was not guilty of anything other than fucking leaving a parking garage, but whatever. So they gave me a slap on the wrist. They gave me like 60-day suspended sentence, which I did think was kind of crazy. Basically, if I had committed any crime of any level in the next year, I automatically would go to jail for 60 days. I was like, is this really? Jeez. Is this really what you think I need to be? I need to be in jail for, for two months if yeah. I fucking litter? For letting my car out of a garage that yeah. was broken. It was fucking wild. But anyway, luckily, as me not being a uh, cremonious person... Uh, did not have any more run-ins with the law. Uh, last night, however, I leave the horse. My car is parked in the garage. I pack up my stuff, and I have to go up and grab my car to pull it out front of the horse so I can put my stuff in my car and leave. I go up to the garage, and uh, I try putting my ticket in the thing. Before I even get to the gate, I'm just like at that little side. They always want you to pay before you get in your car. Mm-hmm. So I put it in. It's not accepting my ticket. And I'm thinking like, fuck, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot I said I'm not doing this with headphones. True. I forgot we're not doing this with headphones. Headphones are off. Yeah, sorry. Sounds totally different now. Sounds like I'm on a different show. Um, So I go up to the thing. Actually, this is weird without headphones now. (laughs) It's really fucking (laughs) weird. (laughs) Sorry, was that as weird for you guys as it was? (laughs) That was so weird. I did not feel like I was in real life. This is strange. Anyway, so I go up to the thing. I'm trying to put my uh, I'm trying to put my ticket in. It's not accepting it. And so I go, fuck. Now, I didn't bring my phone up with me. So the bar is trying to close down. They have no idea where I am. And I'm like, fuck, I guess I got to walk back to the thing and, uh, you know, try to figure something out. So I get back to the bar and I get my phone and I'm like, OK, I remember when I went to court for this last time, I was told do not lift the gate. Attempt to call the parking garage, sir. Call the number on the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, then you should have called the police. You should have called the police. And they would handle it. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. This time, having learned from the lovely Baltimore justice system, I will call the police. So I do. I call the 311 non-emergency line. Mm-hmm. Non-emergency line is closed. I was like, all right, I guess I'll call 911. I'm sure in a lovely city like Baltimore, 
they're not. The phones aren't ringing off the hook right now. So I call 911. They say, what's your emergency? I say, it's not an emergency. Just getting out of the way. I'm just stuck in a parking garage. It's not accepting my ticket. You know, can you send somebody to help me figure this out? Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, cool. So uh, they do. I walk back up to the garage, and this random number calls me. And it's like this African guy is like, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, I'm like, uh, I'm in the garage, blah, blah, blah. But there's this other guy, this like older white trash guy who has a shirt that says informant enforcement on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like flashlighting into the window. And I was like, oh, hold up, dude. One second. I think uh, there's somebody here that can help me. So I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, I don't work here. My car's stuck too. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. He's just one of the bouncers down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, great. So then... The cop pulls up, and immediately this other fucking guy, this guy that's not me, mm-hmm. takes my cop. That's my cop. Mm-hmm. I called him. So the other guy walks up and is talking to the cop, and I'm just kind of lurking in the background like a fucking ghost. And he's, like, yelling at the cop. And then, like, after he gets done his whole spiel, I'm like, I was actually the guy who called you, by the way. And he was like, oh, I know. I know. I was like, oh, sweet. So we're sitting there. Then the cop proceeds to try to call the number several times. Nobody mm-hmm. picks up. Now, what's very annoying about this situation is while the cop was there, somebody else put their ticket in and was able to get out. So then he goes to me and he's like, well, they got out. And I'm like, "Okay, dude, my ticket doesn't work. Like, what do you want to do? I did everything right. When I pulled in the garage, I pressed the button. It gave me a ticket. I put the ticket somewhere where I could have it. And then I'm now trying to leave and it's not working. Do you think I'm lying to you? Do you think that in in an effort to save five dollars? I called the police and told them to come down here and help me get out of this garage illegally. Yeah. Is that what you think? I even tried. I know you didn't say it like that, though. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, I was surprisingly on edge. Mm. And this is part of uh, what makes the story preposterous a little bit. Is uh, I even attempted, like, I was like, fuck it. I'll pay the lost ticket fee then. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll just say I don't have a ticket. So I pressed lost ticket. It doesn't let you do the lost ticket thing. It says call for assistance. So I'm like, okay, no assistance. So now, even if I'm I'm begging to give you money, please, I will give you any amount of money to let me out of here, yeah. and then I'll call you up tomorrow and tell you what happened, and you'll say fuck off, and I'll get over it in a week. You know, whatever. Nothing is possible. Nothing's happening. So finally, I'm sitting there with a the cop, and he's like, well, I can't do anything. And I'm like, I literally says, like, then why'd you come? Why did you come? I was told that if this situation happens, I'm supposed to call the police and you guys handle it. And now the police come and you're calling the number on the phone. I can call the number on the thing. I have a phone. I called you. That's why you're here. And so now you're going to do something that I can already do. What is the purpose of any of this? Now, mind you, I've been drinking all night. I'm in my car. (laughs) I'm in my car. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Just arguing with a cop. Arguing with a cop, and I kind of felt bad because I like, like, I was like, I felt bad and good at the same time because my arguments were on point. Yeah. Like I was really like nailing him, like to the point where he'd be silent for like eight seconds and just like, oh, uh, and I'm just like, what are we doing here, dude? Yeah. And so, and at the same time, I felt bad because I was like, it's not his fault, and I kept on repeating. I was like, look, I know it's not your fault. 
But this is a ridiculous situation. This is a ridiculous protocol. Like, if you don't have the authority to let me out of this gate and nobody's here, am I just prisoner to this parking garage indefinitely until someone decides to wake up and take care of the situation? Like, and you're telling me that my entire life having to go home, maybe having work somewhere, is all less important than this wooden barrier here. Yeah. This wooden barrier is a priority. Not the fact that I have shit I have to do. Not the fact that there's seven people at the bar waiting to lock up so that I can pack up. No, this is all not important. What's important is that the Caroline Street fucking garage doesn't have to pay the hundred bucks to fix their fucking barrier. Yeah. Or better yet, pay somebody $10 an hour to actually be there when you press the assistance button. I mean, it's just insane, dude. So... You know, that gets me nowhere, of course. Yeah. Of course. So I just get back in my car, I light up a cigarette, and I'm just like, this is just... I was like, so what do I... I, I, I got a $50 Uber back to Towson, and then I'll $50 Uber back down here again tomorrow. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I think that's what you should do, and then get them to embarrass you. I'm like, all right, yeah. Yeah, right, dude. I'm going to call up the fucking garage and say, hey, you guys owe me $100 for Ubers that I took last night, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, make it two. <laughs> what? So, uh, luckily, somebody else comes down, and uh, the cop has given up. This cop is just leaning on his car, just like befuddled. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't yeah, want to leave because yeah. he knows he knows I'm right, but he also knows he can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of one of those like I don't know what to tell you, dude. This is a stupid. This is one of the blunt. We have pe- people on the moon. We have rovers on Mars. We have not figured out how to let somebody have a parking garage if there's not a parking attendant. We yeah. we cannot figure this out. We don't know. This is beyond the Egyptians built the pyramid 3000 years ago. The Caroline street garage, uh, uh, can't let you out in 2022. So great car comes out in front of me. I'm just like, fuck it. And with the cops sitting there and everything, I just pull directly behind this car. Mm-hmm. The car goes out and I just go right under the thing. Yeah. And the cop just starts laughing and goes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled out. I was like, Hey man, just want to let you know, I'm sorry about giving you a hard time. I know it's not your fault. I just, Quite the situation. He was like, no harm, no foul, dude. Have a good night. And I was like, all right. And now I'm thinking, like, could you? I almost want, I almost want this to happen. I want the garage to call me up and be like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. We have video of you skirting under the thing. Oh, my God. In front of a cop. (laughs) (laughs) The cop was cheering you on. (laughs) The cop laughing his ass off. Jeez, Louise. Sorry, no, no, the, one, of the, one of the things I left at DOS was the old headphone cords. Now we're working with this fucking piece of shit. It's all good, it's all good. But yeah, it confirms, it very vindicating because it confirms everything we already knew, mm-hmm. which is that whole court case before was bullshit. There's nothing that they could do. Yeah. They just, you know, I had to pay money for something that I didn't have to pay money for. And uh, then it happens again, and you're just thinking like, why? Why, dude? But uh, luckily I made it work. Uh, on the other hand... By the time all this transpired, my stuff is still in the horse, and they locked up. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking like, oh, well, whatever. My girlfriend lives in Fed Hill. I'll sleep there tonight, and then in the morning I'll wake up when they open, grab it. I don't have a gig today. Um, I don't have to play until Tuesday. Did you let them know, like, hey, my car's stuck in the garage. I'm going to try to go get it out. Yeah, they were all aware of the situation. I had actually taken all my stuff and moved it off the stage and, like, put it in, like, the storage closet. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I had already set up for the idea that I wasn't going to get that stuff that night. But uh, so I drive there in the morning at noon when I think they open and it's Memorial Day and they don't open till four. So I couldn't get my stuff because I wasn't about to just chill and fells alone for four hours. Yeah. So now I have to make a whole separate trip of just driving down there and getting my stuff. And it's like, 
I guess that equates to the $5 I saved by not paying for parking last night. I guess. Whatever, dude. <laughs> what the fuck ever? So how, stupid. How long are you in there in total? Um, are you there to like three in the morning or some shit? Yeah. I would say the whole incident probably took about half an hour. Mm. So not like incredibly long. Um, and the police were responsible. I mean, they got there pretty quickly. Yeah, they're like, oh, not a shooting? I'm going to go right away. Yeah, oh, thank I'm on that. I'm God. on that call. Guy's stuck in a... Everybody's I'm not waiting. leaving it until he figures it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like a mass shooting in fucking West Baltimore. He's just this like, well, I'm still... I'm still on this fucking parking garage beat right now. So, I mean, you guys just have to hear send. his walkie while he's just chilling on his car. Need backup. Back up. <laughs> Shots fired. Shot officer down. <laughs> like, oh, well. that, I'm still, you know. Guys, I really got my guys, hands I'm really here. busy right now. I've been, calling, I've been calling the parking garage for an hour straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, that was that was wild. Other than that, that's all, you know, that's, that's all personal stuff, though. Um... In terms of things that everyone's aware of, we can go in sequential order. Another another big gap between episodes, so I feel like some of the stuff is elderly news. Um, but, of course, the biggest thing being... Um, not the biggest thing anymore, but the biggest thing four days ago was, of course, monkeypox. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that almost became a thing. Almost. I mean, I think, it, I think it's still developing to be a thing. But also, it's one of those things where, like, man, I can't, I can't learn about all this new shit. It's well, just gonna be, it's gonna make me sad. Apparently, it's sexually transmitted, mm. which you know, especially for us, we both have girlfriends. Like, we're not getting fucking monkeypox. Yeah, this doesn't affect me. Um, I just the thing that uh, Lucas Mosca mentioned before. Was uh he was like you know it was crazy is when I started seeing like stories about monkeypox it kind of came on the same way that COVID did at first where it was like you see like a, a tweet about it and you're like what the fuck is this and then you just kind of ignore it and then the next day you see like two more tweets about it and you're like hmm something's going on and then it becomes like a thing that people mention in conversation like somebody will just say like coronavirus and you're like oh yeah I, oh so you heard about that too yeah and then a month later it's the biggest thing ever. So when the whole monkeypox thing kind of started, the talk kind of started, I was like, it's kind of following the same trajectory of like joke, 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 joke. And interestingly enough, both of them have kind of jokey names. Like yeah. when coronavirus first came out, obviously you're making jokes about Corona beer. You know, everybody's saying Corona, blah, blah, blah. Before it became an issue, that was just, and now obviously monkeypox, you don't have to explain why that's funny. That's no, a funny sure. sounding fucking disease name. Way more terrifying, dude. I saw some pictures of some people with monkeypox, dude. You got all those fucking blisters all over your skin. That oh, one actually, gross. that one's, yeah, that one's, uh, I don't think you need any monkeypox tests to get into bars. I mean, uh, tests to get into bars. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah. like, do you look like the fucking uh, Braveheart's father from, or the fucking guy from Braveheart with all the boils and shit? Yeah, like, do you look like the close-up of a basketball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those little fucking bumps? But yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that I don't think monkeypox is going to blow up, dude. I find that and hard. Knock let's, on wood, bitch, please. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'd literally have to go out and like fuck a girl with monkeypox, wouldn't I? I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to stay It's like happy. me being scared of getting uh, uh, 
fucking um, chlamydia. I'm not getting fucking chlamydia. Yeah. If I was a single guy, I'd be more worried about it. Yeah. Definitely way more worried. Uh, as we know, I've never cared about STDs. I didn't really believe it was possible for me. Um, <laughs> but I would be scared of monkeypox. Uh, Anything else, though? I'm a mutant. I mean, I always... Look, I always From thought birth, I could I'm look a at a girl and tell if she had chlamydia. You can kind of get a vibe. There's a chlamydia vibe for guys and girls. Hmm. There's definitely a monkeypox vibe. I'm pretty sure if you did a, a lineup of girls and said one of these chicks has monkeypox, I could pick her out of the bunch. Yeah, probably. I think from a short conversation, how do you feel about monkeys? Being what about pox. <laughs> now, elaborate on your thoughts on pox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you just look for like the one that's like scratching their whole body yeah. or or I don't even know. What like have you do you know what it is? I don't it, even know what it is. It is a It's like chicken pox? Yeah. I mean it's it's the pox is there, you know. Mm-hmm. There's small pox, chicken pox, monkey pox. Monkey pox. Small, medium, large. <laughs> small, medium, large. Yeah. <laughs> I think monkey pox. I think small pox might be the smallest pox, aka the name, but I think the deadliest. Mm. I don't know if I think monkey pox is very easily like uh I don't know any of this, but I think if there is like I don't know if there's a vaccine. I know it's like very hard to get, as opposed to chickenpox, which is very easy to get, and I think smallpox also being very easy to get. Mm. Um, Monkeypox, I think, only happens when you come in direct contact, skin to skin, and blood has to be involved too. So I think it's kind of like AIDS in that mm. way. It's like it's a very AIDS esque disease, um, but still, in my opinion, kind of scarier, dude. You know, uh, so. I'm just glad it's not something that like uh, that is just kind of like out there that you can just catch like the way COVID was, yeah. you know, like just being it's like around invisible, somebody, like looking at somebody and just being like, does this motherfucker have monkeypox? You know, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. But uh, you know, that of course being overshadowed by what the fuck else happened this week? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, obviously the shootings, but I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. I I did yeah there's there's two actually which is a lot for one week honestly um the buffalo one being the first one and uh the other one which I believe it was pronounced Uvalde yeah Uvalde Texas I think the big takeaway from the second one is the story that came out about the cops taking an hour to go in yeah that, that is crazy that is fucking wild and I was talking about it with my uh, family at the cookout the other day, and like, I don't. I I think that a lot of that is there's so much bullshit in terms of like what they call like red tape and protocols and shit like that. That like these these institutions have been around so long that like they have all these like protocols and like here's how here's what you do in this situation. And then you end up in a situation where there's an active shooter in a school for almost an hour. And I don't think that the cops were, I don't know. I want to believe that the cops didn't not go in because they were scared. I'd like to believe that they were being held up by some fucking bullshit policy that said that they have to wait for this to happen before they can then do this. And then then once all that stuff happens, then they can do this. And it's like, 
That's what you'd like to believe because otherwise the alternative is the whole police force is just like, I don't, I don't want to go in there, you know? And then you hear stories of like, uh, um, like parents being like, give me your fucking gun. I'll go in. You know what yeah. I mean? That was, uh, that one really stuck out to me just because, uh, this is, I think this is an interesting way that this happened. Uh, cause it kind of puts two, generally when you think of a uh, pro gun people, they're generally also the pro cop people, right? Generally, when you talk to somebody who's like super second amendment, they also are like the same guys are like blue lives matter type people. And then when you think of like the, we don't like guns people, they generally might tend to be more the people that are like, fuck the police, defund the police type people on the extremes. Obviously mm-hmm. there's exceptions and a spectrum. Um, but this is interesting because this is really an instance where uh, you're looking at the police not doing their jobs, which is kind of like when you hear about like your kid, there's a bunch of kids in a school that are being shot at and killed. And the community is relying on the police who have the guns and the armor to be the ones to go in there and, and stop that situation and save those kids. Mm-hmm. When they fail to do that, that might be one of the better pro-gun arguments I can think of, is the idea of your son's in a school, your daughter is in a school, whatever. The cops are sitting there outside for an hour like the fucking cop last night. I mean, not to compare the two, but it's uh, to make an analogy. It's like, what I don't dislike police. I think that, um, uh, you know, I was listening to somebody talk about it the other day, and they were like, yeah, I know guys that are like second, third generation cops, and I haven't met a single one of them that wants their son to be a cop because the job has changed so much. It's not the same it was in the 70s, and it's not, you don't have the same. Like, it's not the, the mentality that, that, you know, cops are doing this. I'm not saying everything was perfect the whole time, but it appears that the job of being a policeman now is different. Obviously, more hated, more divisive of a thing. Um, but you're looking at a situation, a textbook example of, well, if you are a person who is saying that, you're, and, and I don't mean to make generalities. I think a lot of people are just saying, like, look, we need to, like, have better background checks and things like that, which I don't disagree with. Um, but the idea, a lot of people would say, like, they might think, like, okay, I don't think people should be allowed to have access to these weapons. I think cops should be the ones that have the guns and everyone else should. But then you realize that, oh, wait, when you're relying on them, sometimes they suck. And now your entire fucking well-being is dependent on these fucking dudes who aren't doing what they need to do. Yeah. Now your kid's life is dependent on the cops doing their fucking job. Like, oh, now you getting out of a parking garage is dependent on the fucking cop showing up and being able to do his job. But guess what? His job is to not do his job. I'm not saying, again, I know that's a big comparison. I don't mean to make light of it by comparing a fucking parking garage situation to that. But the, the, the line of thinking is that I think a lot of times when you see things like this happen, it's very disillusioning experience to realize that the people that you think 
are the ones that are supposed to be the ones to barge in and save the day and blah, 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 and all society is looking at the police. They'll do it. They'll blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what happens when they don't? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be in a position where you don't have to be relying on that? Mm. I see where you're going with this argument, but it's also like, yeah, I don't know. The reason for the police is so we can have the quote unquote like good guy with the gun, but mm-hmm. also have it regulated. Yes. I don't think the answer to police not doing their job is having a bunch of like vigilantes with guns. Not vigilantes, but you'd like to think that in a situation where like and I, I think that see, up until a week ago, this scenario seems like like one of those like hypotheticals that someone would bring up and be like, dude, all right, dude, that sounds ridiculous. That would never happen. You're telling me that the cops are just going to stand outside the school for an hour and let the guy like run ransack through the whole school and not do anything. And it's like, wait, but that actually just happened. We just watched that happen. This is a real thing that just happened. And you have parents who want nothing more than to save their kids' lives. I mean, trying to even imagine being in that situation where you're outside of a school and there's an active shooter in the school not even knowing if your kid is alive at the moment, and if they are, the only thing on your mind is not protecting your own life, but doing whatever you have to do to save their life, and you're not in a position to do anything. As a parent, that's kind of fucking a wild thing to think about. I'm not even a parent. I can't even imagine it, but like, if my girlfriend was in there, or if my brother or sister, or if you were in there, it's like, to, to be sitting there, and the amount of fucking rage that you would feel watching the people that are supposed, this is their job, and they're not doing it. And then to also be completely powerless to do anything yourself. I'm not arguing for a bunch of vigilantes going out and playing the role of police. But in the event that the police don't play the role of police, who who does? Who does? You know? It's the same. I mean, to, to make that analogy, it's like in the event when, you know, I'm in that garage last night and I'm told, well... You're not supposed to handle this yourself, okay? You don't have that. You're not supposed to just take things into your own hands and lift up the gate and leave. You call us. We handle the situation. Okay, great. You know what? Situation happens again. I followed all your fucking orders. I called you. You come and handle the situation. And then when you come to handle the situation, your way of handling the situation is telling me that you can't handle the situation. So then what does it come down to? Me taking it into my own hands again. Getting myself out of the fucking garage. And when you take that ability from people away, it's only a matter of time until you see the flaw in that line of thinking. I mean, I don't understand how you could... And this is, this is again, because I'm not against more, uh, you know, regulation of who should get guns and things like that. I'm not against that. Um, I'm also not against the police. But understanding that both things have their logical limits. Understanding the police have their flaws... I don't understand how you could say that you you agree that the police don't do their jobs as much as they should, but also they should be the only ones that are able to do the job. Yeah, I just don't think adding more guns to the equation is going to make anything better. I don't think, like, uh, solving violence with more violence. Like, we're basically having, like, a cold war with ourselves right now, Mm -hmm. like, as a nation. And I don't think... I feel like, you know, as, like, cliche as it might sound, like, I think we have to really sit back and just think about, like, why are kids in fucking mass starting to go shoot up their schools? That is the 
the thing. And I, I think it, it's one of those, it's one, and I think what happens is with the, when, the, when these situations occur, which is so often, it's crazy, um, that people want immediate solutions. And that's understandable because when this kind of stuff happens, you want an immediate solution. And the, the easiest immediate solution that people can think of is uh, some way of controlling the flow of guns and who gets the guns and blah, 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 blah. I think that the bigger conversation, the lo- the bigger long-term solution does need to center around why is it that people are being driven to do this? What is it about our society that is causing this? I mean, like, like in order to establish um, a cause and effect, you have to show a correlation. So when you're trying to decide, the, you know, you, you pinpoint a cause and then or you have an effect, which is the gun violence. And then you're trying to pinpoint a cause and you're trying to pinpoint the cause so that you can have a solution. Let, here's the cause of this thing. Now we solve this cause. We've ended it. In order to show a cause of something, there would have to be a correlation between, okay, if the conversation centers around it's the availability of guns that is causing this peak in gun violence, then you would think that you could look at like some type of graph or whatever and show that like, look, here's a, here's a place where they have these laws in place and it's showing that like, it's less violence, and here's a place where they don't have these laws in place, and it's showing there's more violence. There is no correlation there whatsoever. In fact, in a lot of places, it's the direct opposite. Some of the most violent cities in the country have the tightest gun laws, and I know that there's holes in that argument too because you don't necessarily have to buy a gun in Baltimore to kill someone with a gun in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So you could maybe go somewhere else or whatever. But when you're looking at it, it's like, regardless of how loose you might think gun laws are now, I don't think they've ever been tighter in the history of the country. Were gun laws tighter in the 1920s? I doubt it. You know, you could buy a fucking machine gun up until 83. You can't buy that anymore. Like, I would say that if you were to look at the general trend of the accessibility of guns in this country, it has been trending towards more and more regulation, uh, not less. If you go to a state like Maryland in our... like. You, you can go to the parts of Maryland today in certain parts where, like, they, you, you know, you walk into a gas station in Western Maryland. Some guy walks in picking up a bag of uh, fucking dip with a rifle on his back. And it's just that culture. And it's like they don't – the guns out there aren't a fucking thing. The way they might – if you're walking around the street down in Towson with a fucking gun, people are freaking out. I'm yeah. not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying, like, you're looking at these things. So you would think – you would have to show me, okay, as guns have become more accessible to the common public – more and more of these mass shootings have occurred. Ipso facto, we need to cut back on the availability of guns, and then we'll see. But you haven't seen that. It's almost a direct opposite. We didn't have anything like this in the fucking 50. I mean, there were mass shootings, but the the rate at which they're occurring and the magnitude at which they're occurring is like never before fucking seen. And that is like a bigger societal thing where it's like, what is causing these people to fucking want to do something like that. And, and I do think it's honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's, that's the hardest part of the conversation. It is, but it is the conversation. I think, I mean, we can do, we can take steps to try to regulate who gets a gun and, and all that. But the, the pessimist in me, and I don't even think the pessimist in me, I think the realist in me, and I think the real reality in most people is understanding that, 
if you want to get something, if you're the per- if you're the type of person that's motivated enough to make a premeditated decision that you want to acquire a gun and use that gun to kill random people as much as you can before getting stopped. You're also the type of person that's going to figure out a way to access some type of weapon. If you're the type of person that decides you want to do cocaine tomorrow, the fact that cocaine is illegal is not going to stop you from acquiring cocaine. So understanding that people who want to do things are going to figure out a way to do things, I do think there is a valid uh, argument to the reality that Laws only affect people that follow the law. So if you make gun restrictions tighter, what you're really doing is making it harder for the law-abiding citizen to access a firearm, perhaps making it slightly harder for a non-law-abiding citizen, but not enough for them to not get a fucking weapon. So if the, so, we can talk about gun control and, and, and con- you know comprehensive, whatever the fuck that word means, legislation... And it's not like nobody isn't saying this. It's not like this is breaking new ground here by saying that the bigger issue in society is, I guess, what we're kind of calling like a blanket term mental health, but maybe more of a societal culture. There is a copycat element to it. I feel like these do, these things do happen in like bursts where it's like you have the Buffalo thing and then like within four days, it's this thing. And it's like, you know, God forbid something else happens in the near future that like makes it like a bunch of like burst things like that so there's that element uh obviously you know people always point to the columbine as being the kind of like what kind of like really kicked off these things happening yeah um yeah i don't know i just i just uh you know nothing that we're gonna solve here today so oh obviously but uh just that that one instance of hearing about the cops being like that just really really makes you think really makes you think and it, you know, obviously that that headline took over the whole fucking um, the news cycle this week. It made monkeypox look like a fucking joke. Joke, monkey a fucking Fox joke. Is, it's a joke. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you have anything you want to talk about? By the way? Um, trying to think. We did the show. Did the tank thing. Um. Oh, speaking of tank, shouts out Gervonta Tank Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, still reigning. Baltimore's own. Lightweight. Did you watch any of that fight, by the way? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the it. social media shit. Big-ass Baltimore tat on his back. He's got 410 on one shoulder, 443 on the other. I was like, that's badass. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking through my photos right now see what else I did. Oh, I went to the Mormon Temple. Me and Elizabeth went to that like last the weekend. kind of close by here? By D.C., yeah. Yeah, that thing's like, crazy. The one that looks like fucking Disney World. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really freaky. Um, it's like giant marble, like just spears that form into like a giant, like castly looking building. It's like topped with like gold, uh, little like pointers. Yeah. And one of the pointers is of the, uh, the fucking guy, like the main guy, Joseph or whatever. Joseph Smith. Yeah, Joseph Smith. He has like a trumpet or some shit. Oh, he's on top of that, like he's a statue. On top of it, yeah. It's. You got to be kind of close to be able to see it, but he's on one of the little spikes. Um, no windows in the whole building. Huh. Very creepy. Uh, we walked in. Uh, we got like you know, we had to put little like 
foot bootsies on, like little plastic liners for our shoes. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently when like people who go there who, you know, are like Mormon or whatever, they they swap out of their street clothes and they put on like white little shoes and a, a robe. Weird. So they have like temple shoes. So then they, like the temple never gets dirty, I guess. Um, Not a terrible idea. Huge, huge severance vibes going in there. Oh, dude, speaking of that, watch the whole thing of that. What Fuck a fucking yeah. show. I watched I watched it until like 5 in the morning, went through the whole thing. Yeah. And I was kind of, I, I didn't realize that it wasn't going to be solved in the first season. <laughs> yeah. So like the last episode, I was like, all right, everything's going to get tied together. Problem solved, baby. And then it ends with like the biggest cliffhanger ever. Yeah. They really did a good job in that show of uh, like every episode, like you were saying, ends at a point where you're like, I have to, and it's saying a lot. I don't. I'm not a binge watch. I think I binge watch one show a year, mm-hmm. and uh, that was definitely worth it. Can't yeah. recommend that enough. Great show, and the the cool thing about that show is, a lot of times, what ruins a a show that dips into the sci fi realm of like kind of like crazy concept is. The only way you can pull it off is by making sure all your T's are crossed and your I's are dot, whatever the fuck that saying is. Meaning that, like, the second you can, like, poke a hole in, like, something, like, wait a second. If this was the case, then how come this happened? How would they have done that? It's like, all those things were covered. Yeah. Like, there was no holes in the, the storyline. It was like, everything made sense, which then, the reason that's important is because you can only suspend your disbelief so much, and when you paint a crazy concept like that in a way that it could work. Mm -hmm. And it like does pay off. It's wild. Yeah. Truly wild show. show. But uh, one of the big things in that show is they have all the paintings, like almost like the very religious paintings of the, the founder of the company. And, that was kind of like the vibe in the the Mormon temple because they had like a bunch of pictures like depicting Jesus like coming over to America and like uh. being Indian basically or like Native American. And then uh, I think Liz was saying basically like the lost tribe of Israel were the Christian Native Americans and Jesus came over to them and then everyone else... Uh, aka all the other Native Americans were savages because they didn't believe in Christ. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just like a bunch of weird pictures of like Jesus in like fucking headdresses. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they thought Jesus was of, like, Native John American. Smith finding the whatever shit. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the thing. Like John Smith finds the whatever like text that he finds, like the last. Uh, like the new commandments or what? I don't even fucking know. The new commandments. Thou shalt let me fuck your wife. <laughs> that was like the big thing for them, right? Uh, No. I mean, I think Mormons are like known for not... Uh, They're polygamists, though. They have multiple are wives. Are they polygamists? Yeah. Okay, they might be polygamists. I know they do a lot of, like the Christians, anal sex before marriage. Um, They can't drink coffee, don't drink alcohol. Um, they don't really fuck with uh, medicine, really. Really? Yeah, they're not really. I remember uh, the Ravens had a tight end, Todd Heap, mm. legendary Ravens tight legendary end, legendary Mormon. 
and a legendary Mormon, one of the most famous Mormons. And uh, he would always inevitably at some point get hurt during the season, and then he'd be out for way too long because they wouldn't allow for certain, like, medicines. Like, he couldn't take certain things to make him, like, heal faster or recover faster. So he'd be out for, like, 10 games for something that would normally take somebody, like, three games. Yeah. And it was just frustrating to be like, dude, just take the fucking med- It's probably some type of weird, crazy steroid that makes you heal too fast that's, like, going to give you CTE in the future. But, dude, come on, man. We're losing. We're losing this game. I mean, that's, like, a good, uh, that's a good grift. To just like still get paid your salary for the NFL. I do find that as an amazing grift. Yeah. It's like you see these athletes that are getting paid multiple millions of dollars a year and then they just get hurt and they're like, I'd love to play. Yeah. But, but my, I'm religious. I am religious. Yeah. I'm hurt. And as God you can comes see, first, God comes first. <laughs> Native Joseph American Smith. God comes first. Yeah. Joseph Smith's whole deal, as I recall, was I think they started in. Utah, right? That's like where they're yeah. all from. He basically had like the nightmare before Christmas beginning where he's like, What's this? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Finds like all the little trees with the portals, but one of them is like the lost, uh, you know, he was definitely testaments of Jesus or some shit. He was definitely one of those guys. I think this was like their big thing where like all the he basically like would have access to all the people's like wives and shit. That was like their thing. And the Mormons, they're polygamists. And I think polygamy is actually still legal in Utah because of that. I don't think it's legal in Maryland. I don't think you marry multiple people in Yeah. I know, Maryland. like, um, was it the Romneys or Mitt one Romney? Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, they have like a whole Mormon compound down in Mexico. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, I think polygamy that's why Louis got outlawed. Is Mexican. That's hilarious. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because he is Mexican, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's why, as I think his family was Mormons and they like fled to Mexico so they could have multiple wives and shit. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's kind of the, I would almost be willing to say that it's so difficult sometimes to distinguish between a cult and a religion. Um, I would say time is usually the biggest distinguishment in that. Yeah. Um, but I think the, uh, bigger thing is probably... Like, most of those cults, you start to find out that, like, those guys, like, had this huge following of people, and then it always somehow wound up that, conveniently, whatever the word gospel of whatever, always involved them being able to fuck as many chicks as they wanted. <laughs> like, the guy um, from Waco, I watched, like, the first episode of some show that came out, I think it was called Waco, about that cult in Texas. Yeah. And uh, that guy... Uh, yeah, same thing. Like the, the nobody in the whole like compound was able to have sex. No man was except for him. So that's he would why like they had to send government shooters in there to take them all out. Exactly. This guy's <laughs> getting too much ass. You guys can't know getting this much ass as possible. Yeah, dude. In the first the world ep- can't know. <laughs> in the first episode, it was like he it was like some other guy and his wife and she had a baby. And then the fucking leader came in and was like, My son, blah blah blah. And the fucking dad was just sitting there like, You fucked my wife and now this is your baby. And I'm just fucking I'm so a bitch. I guess I'm here. <laughs> how do you believe? Th- how I mean, I cannot. I can understand like believing like, all right, dude, you better not fucking eat meat on Friday. I can't understand, dude. You gotta let me fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. Fuck my wife Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's Jesus. I think the main saving grace of Jesus was 
he was a known not fucking people's wives guy. Yeah. He, he strictly he, was a prostitute guy. Yeah. He literally was best friends with the prostitute and allegedly didn't fuck her ever, which mm-hmm. I don't believe. But more importantly, she was she was nobody's wife to begin with. She was for the, Mary Magdalene was for the streets, safe to say. Uh but yeah, that's the Mormon thing is that doesn't sit as a religion to me yet. Yeah. It sits as a cult. Well, Amish, same I'll, I'll same give them the benefit of the doubt, like, because it is mainly just Christian. Like, they're mainly just Christian, like, uh, you know, they follow the Christianity beliefs mm-hmm. to a point, and then they're like, but we added our own little ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it's like, I guess they're not too out there. Like, they're not out there like Scientology to me in my head, just because they are a little bit older, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, you need like two hundred years. Super interesting building. Uh, there is like a baptism area, mm-hmm. and it was basically just like a hot tub. Like they had like pool tile in it. It was very funny because everything's very modern, but like office like a little bit. Yeah, because there's no. It's all like pretty much fluorescent light with no windows, and like just very kind of you know takes you out of like the real world for a little bit. Jesus. Um. But the baptism thing was crazy because it was that hot tub. But when we walked up to it, we realized there were 12 oxes, statues of oxes holding the tub up. And apparently that was to like, I guess, to like the 12 apostles or whatever. Which is very interesting the, shit like that throughout the building. That's, uh, yeah, I can see why you would get severance vibes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mormonism is fucking weird to me. Sorry for any Mormons. Uh, it's, I'm sure there's plenty of things you could point out about any religion that are fucking weird. Um, but it's right up there with, with the Amish to me, mm. obviously a step below, like, you know, the Amish people, we were actually talking about the Amish people at my cookout last they night. They make some banging pretzels. So like, they do, they do give them the benefit of the doubt. I just don't understand the whole, like, obviously, you know, I don't understand the whole, uh, the no electricity thing. Like. Like, that's just, like, like doesn't this seem kind of weird to you? Yeah. You can understand, like, no social media. If there was a religion that was, like, no social media, I'd be like, all right, that's not that fucking crazy. Yeah. But no electricity. Taking it too far. You're taking it too far. But, yeah. Um, last little tidbit, I guess. Um, weird kind of occurrence of events. These are moments when you really got to think. Sometimes it feels like God's winking at you a little bit. Um <laughs> I was playing at Nacho Mama's on a Sunday. Uh, it had been shitty all weekend, raining, all this bullshit. Nobody was out. This is last Sunday. And I played like one to four. Um, nobody there. My parents came out at one point. They were the only people in the entire bar, um, which is always just awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they leave after my gig. I'm packing up. It starts like raining torrentially so i can't really uh do anything i can't like load up my equipment so i'm just sitting there i got a 50 dollar tab to burn i got some food and i was like wasn't even feeling like drinking and then for whatever reason this like random woman sits next to me and she goes can i get a double shot of jaeger and a red bull can on the side and i was like whoa and so i was sitting there i was thinking i was like i haven't had jaeger in a while like a long time. Um, and so I was like, I was like, you know what? 
to the bar. I was like, I'll take, I'll take that too. Just sugar-free Red Bull. I'll just do a single shot of Jaeger, but that sounds fine to me. And so we're sitting there and she winds up talking to me for like a second and turns out she's from like fucking like Boca Raton, Florida, which I could like tell. She kind of like smelled like cigarettes and I could just tell she wasn't from here. She had a different mm-hmm. vibe about her. She was tan. She was tan. <laughs> had kind of like a, a southern edge. So anyway, we talked briefly, whatever. She got a phone call. I wound up leaving. I'm sitting there and uh, you know, of course, one shot turns into two, three, four. Just enough to max out my tab, really. And um, so I'm drinking Jaeger, and I'm, I was thinking, like, wow, so, like, 90s. Jaeger's so 90s, you know? And then um, I leave. Finally, it stops raining. I walk up the street to get my thing, and this random, like, uh, kind of, like, rough-looking uh, black guy, probably our age, stops me, and he's like, uh, excuse me, you play football? And I'm like, Nah, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, blah, blah, something talking. He's like, you walk up here looking like Superman. Just wondering, you know, I just moved here from West Africa. My cousin plays football. I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, if there's some place around here he can play or whatever. And we're talking, and I'm kind of like, at first I was a little sketched out because like, it's a weird way to start a conversation. But yeah. I will say, I have found that uh, West African culture, I've m- met several. They, I don't know if it's just a not American thing. Or specifically an African thing, but they're very, very like, um, like engaging to the point where it almost makes you feel like they're trying to do something. Yeah. You know, they're like two, like that one guy Martin that would like, he just like came up while I was like fixing my generator and just like started chilling with me, and then I was like, well, I gotta go to Home Depot, dude. Blah. He's like, oh, can I come with you? And I was like, yeah. The next thing you know, like he like wound up coming to my gig in Westminster with me. <laughs> I met him like one hour ago. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like stuff like that. There was another guy in my elevator who just like struck up, struck up a conversation with me, had like a Nigerian accent or whatever. And he was like asking about my music. And then he would like text me and be like, yo, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he was like, when are you playing? I was like, it's just like a level. And I, it's nice. It's polite. It almost makes me feel weird as an American that it's like, dude, why are you trying to be my friend so much? <laughs> Don't you realize we're not supposed to even make eye contact in the elevator? Yeah. Not much less become friend, you know? So anyway, this guy at first... Exchange numbers. At first... Elevator? Yeah, exactly. At first, I'm thinking, like, this guy, I was like, what's going on? Then I realized, I was like, oh, he's just African. So I'm talking to him, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns out he's a musician. Mm. So we're talking about that. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And like I said, I've been drinking Jaeger at the fucking thing, thinking, like, oh, I never fucking drink Jaeger. It's cool. I'm like, got a nice little buzz going, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, as we're leaving, I, like, follow him on... Instagram or whatever, and I'm like, oh, by the way, what's your name? And he's like, Jaeger. I was like, mm. what the fuck? I was just thinking, I was like, what are the odds that, like, I don't drink Jaeger ever. I drink it, like, once every six years. And on the one day that I drink Jaeger, I run into somebody named, named Jaeger. Jaeger. Who yeah. the fuck is named Jaeger? It's also a very, like, German name. Yeah. It's like a German for hunter. Maybe that could be what it is. Yeah. But still, it's just like, I've never met one person in my life with that name. I think there's already on a day. How many people have I met in my life? Let's say, how many people have I shook hands with and exchanged names with? Let's say maybe in the, how? what, what do you think? Uh, tens of thousands. Do you think it's safe to say that you've heard 40,000 people's names? Is that too much? Is that a massive mm-hmm. overestimate? Maybe. I don't know. Like, in if you were to tally just up... just a lot of, like, variations of names. If you they were to, add up quick. Yeah. If you were to tally up every person you 
have ever known their name, like whether it be a celebrity or just a person that you worked with or a person in school, like every single person that you knew them on a first name basis, that's got to be in the Definitely couple thousands. tens of thousands, thousands yeah. tens of thousands, tens of I thousands, would say. Maybe. So there's, uh, I over my t- almost 30 years of existence, I've met tens of thousands of people, have never met one named Jaeger. While you're drinking Jaeger. And then you compound that with the so that's already a one in fifteen thousand chance that I'm going to meet a person named Jaeger. Then you compound that with the the amount of times that I drink Jaeger, which is maybe four times in my entire life. So that's like a one in fucking you know a couple hundred chance or a thousand chance. You compound those together, we're talking an unbelievable unlikelihood that I would drink Jaeger and meet a guy named Jaeger. It's almost it's so unlikely that you're almost just like You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. weird. There's certain stuff that you're just like that's fucking weird. And I'm not saying it means anything. It's just yeah, kind of just It's just like that like planets aligning shit. And they're a musician. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, whatever. But that was just kind of crazy. Or if he was drinking Jim Beam that night. That would w- dude, that would have honestly been wild. <laughs> 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 he hands me a pint of Jim Beam. I'm like Jaeger? <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I had to talk about this week. I saw the movie Men. Nothing much to say. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Nothing much to say about it other than weird. Mm. Weird fucking movie. I don't know. It was A24, so Liv was like, oh, I want to see. I just realized also that our girlfriend's names are one letter apart. True. For the first time in however long we've known each other's girlfriends. So that's, that's very true. Okay. What are the odds of that? God. What are the odds of that? God. <laughs> Winking down on us. Winking. The double wink. The blink. A blink <laughs> from God. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. Hope everyone's having a fun time out there. Getting some sun. Fuck anyone who went to the beach. You're not better than us. Fuck you, dude. Fuck yeah, you. We're glad it rained on the Friday. The water's probably cold and gross. Probably so packed and... $60 cover at Secrets? No thanks. Oof. Not doing that. Not doing that. Never. I mean, why, are you going to go to Secrets? Are you ever going to go to Secrets and be like, wow, I wish there was more people here? I wish I paid more money to get I in wish here. I paid more money and I wish I waited longer to take a piss. <laughs> the bathroom is way too accessible right now, um, which also, one last tidbit, just reminded me talking about Secrets in last summer the piss pass. Uh, uh, idea that I theorized in Ocean City when we were on the boys' trip. At Secrets. Yeah. The $10, $20 piss pass. The concept of you have the option as a customer to pay an extra $20 to butt to the front of the bathroom line in any mm. situation. Like an amusement park pass. Do you know how fucking quickly I am purchasing that anytime we go to a crowded bar? Oh, yeah. I would literally, I would wait till I had to piss. I would go buy it and just use it immediately. Boom. The piss pass. Can't believe it hasn't been thought of. Uh, or just like a VIP bathroom area. That's probably what it had to be because I feel like the amount of fights that would start oh, if yeah. you just like walked past a, gr- a long line of dudes and just like last your pass. Yeah, should have dropped the extra ten bucks, losers. <laughs> Fucking pissing. Yeah, that would start so many fights. Yeah, you'd have to have a you'd have to have a secret. They'd bathroom. have to have a secret door in the bathroom to escape from. <laughs> yeah, to not anger the mob. You'd have to be in like fucking witness protection program when you leave the bathroom, <laughs> like in a disguise. Like yeah. your new name is this. You have a family. We bought you a house in fucking Minnesota. That's your new life. You're you're a, you're an airline pilot now. <laughs> you can't be seen in this town again. 
after cutting to the front of the bathroom line. Um, but yeah, happy Memorial Day, everybody. Always a fun time mm-hmm. for these Monday, a Monday afternoon cast. When's the last time that's fucking happened? Fucking probably never. To never, be never. I think this is the one time slot that we haven't filled in our five year history, six year history now. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations. We'll check that off the box. And uh, yeah, at Eric Glazer on everything. Yeah. At Jimmy Selesky on everything but Twitter. Yeah, at Jimmy Selesky on most things. <laughs> R.I.P. my Twitter presence, probably for the best. I'm sure that aspect of myself was everyone's least favorite, was my Twitter. Um, yeah, plugs, uh, fucking perennial every Tuesday, 5 to 8.30 in Towson. Uh, horse every Wednesday night with Jason Heiser, 9.30 to 1.30 a.m., uh, first Friday is at Valley Inn. That's coming up this weekend. I'll be at Valley Inn from 5 to 8, uh, June 3rd. And then uh, Saturday, Nacho Mama's in Towson, 4 to 7, June 4th. And Sunday, June 5th, making my once-a-year return to last year's best bar of Baltimore, the 2021 champs, the people's champs. And maybe even the future champs, Backyard in Towson. I'll be there Sunday, June 5th from 4 to 7. Uh, yeah. Other than that, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Till next week. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who came out to the uh, the event, if you did. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. See yeah, you guys next Big week. shouts out. Let's, let's end it with a little, another classic Memorial Day song here. Uh, even though nothing works. You know what? Let's not. Let's fucking not then. Add it in post. Yeah, we'll add it in post. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Sucking on chili dog outside taste freeze. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between his knees. Jackie say, hey, Diane, let's run off behind the shade of trees. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please. Say, oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill. Of living is gone, say Oh yeah, life goes on Long after the thrill Of living is gone to walk on <laughs>